Hankin, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, along with the guest Consider Tomei, Consider Tomei, star of China Beach, Providence, and most recently the Pure Flix series, Going Home. Calendar year 2023 marks the 35th anniversary of the premiere of China Beach on television. A little later on in our conversation, we'll ask Consider about some of her work as a stage actress, including starring opposite David Bowie in the Broadway production of The Elephant Man. Before we went to break, Concetta was talking about how it's often the disappointments we experience in life, whether it's going out for an acting role that you do not get or some other disappointment. Those experiences are often the times when we get our stripes in life, as Lila would put it on China Beach as we pick up the conversation. I'm not an actor. I just talked to Concetta Tomei on the radio, but I've learned enough about the process that the way, the way, the only way to look at it without letting you, it drive you crazy is I was not rejected. They just selected somebody else. And, right. and it wasn't meant to be mine to begin with. Yeah, but nine times out of 10, um, you may not get the role that you're reading for, that you're auditioning for today, but Odds are the casting director who's reading with you or whomever is reading with you, they will know, okay, okay, Concetta is not right for to play Marge in this show, but I've got something coming up next week that I think she'll be perfect for. That's and, very true. And so she will, she will remember you. Yes. And it really is a collaborative Television and film is really a collaborative medium in, in, in particular. It's, it's just all the it's all those little things. And you mentioned we're talking about people who work in technical trades. Without all the people behind the scenes who set up the lights and make sure all the wires are done, all the little things that nobody talks about, but which make possible the productions we all enjoy. They all are part of the same team. Oh, truer words were never spoken, Ed. I mean, you hit... Uh, the nail on the head and the target in the middle. It's absolutely true. Without the lights, without the sound, we wouldn't be seen or heard. Without the costumes, without the makeup artists, without the directors that are leading us in the right direction mm -hmm. with the character and the plot of the show. I mean, it's a team effort. It's a huge team. The craft service people who, ser who feed us either lunch or supper, depending on how long we're working. China Beach, we did an 18-hour day. Mm -hmm. I once did a 24-hour day. Wow. Uh, and those, ch God bless those, you know, earth angels that, uh, with those catering trucks that came in and fed us. No, it is huge. <laughs> and the transportation people, yeah. those are the ones that are earliest in and the latest out. They're way before anyone else's. Transpo, and uh, depending on if you're working on location, it's unbelievable. And 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 I worked with so many that with the long hours that we all had, nobody got in bad moods. It was amazing because once again, they were once they had a purpose. Two, they loved what they did. Three, they were tired and they didn't, you know, one way or the other because there was that coffee that was that, <laughs> that craft service coffee. So they just kept, you know, uh, being leaded all day, you know, not with any red wine, but with caffeine. And But they were always happy and because they really loved what they were doing, and they knew it was also a service. Even if it isn't a war show, if it's a sitcom and you're making people laugh, you're just going into people's homes if you're doing television, going into the audience, you know, and people... You 
take them away for a while. You take them away, and um, you ride the wave with them for a while, uh, depending on how difficult life is for them at that moment. You mentioned the the tone that is on not just the tone on the set of China Beach, but the tone on any production. That's right. It's any production. It, Absolutely. It it starts with the lead. You know, whether it's a Marg Helgeberger, whether it's a Kevin Klein, the lead sets the tone. That is so absolutely true, my dear. Absolutely true. And, you know, some of the guest stars that I did, I think I've done over 50, or so my husband says. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it does set the tone. Because, you know, you can walk onto a set as a guest star. You don't know the crew. You don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. No. And, um, and I think one of the, the, the most generous uh, uh, actresses that I've worked with uh, was Kathy Baker mm-hmm. uh, when I did Picket Fences, David mm-hmm. Kelly's Picket Fences. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I came on to the show, and she said, hello, Conchetta. And she, she said, oh, she's now, Bill, this is our sound uh, this is our sound man, and Bill, this is Conchetta, this is our sound man, Bill, and Bill, this is our guest star, Conchetta Tomei. And she would go around the whole set. That blew me away. And so that, you know, supports your viewpoint, which is absolutely accurate, that it really they take the lead also on stage. I mean, Klein loves his actors. He loves working with them. And so did David Bowie. I mean, I worked with Bowie and the Elephant Man in 1980, he really loved and respected his actors and his crew, and he dictated that that mood. Klein dictated it. Tommy Toon dictated it. All the great actors that I have worked with, and it's usually the leads. You're Ab- absolutely right. Absolutely. Consider Tomei is on the line with us. Consider Tomei star China Beach, Providence, and many, many other productions for stage, film, and television consider and I are chatting about some of the many people that she has worked with throughout her career. We're just seeing where the conversation goes. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. If you like TV Confidential, we invite you to listen to Astridology. Astridology, a new podcast that brings you knowledge, wisdom, and principles that can help you find the peace and comfort that we all seek and deserve in our lives. Astridology with Astrid Kastenberg, available Spotify, Megaphone, Stitcher, and wherever else you find podcasts. Hi, this is Lucy Arnaz. You're listening to TV Confidential. He sold his soul for a shot of fame. Catchphrase and wig and the jokes are lame. You mentioned David Bowie. If memory serves, that was his first time on stage. Yes, it was. So he was like, he was, I mean, he was David Bowie. He was superstar beyond all comprehension. Galactic. But I understand he didn't bring any of that to the work. I mean, it was all about, you know, working with you and working with all the other cast members and doing what it takes to to be part of the team. He was a consummate gentleman. And I have to say, his elephant man, I mean, uh, John Merrick Mm -hmm. with the neurofibromatosis, his was probably the most profound, poignant, performance and I had worked with five of them. Mm-hmm. I worked with the original Philip Am- Anglum who bought the property Bernard Pomerantz's play the play not the movie obviously mm-hmm. uh, in England he went to a church in the bottom of a church and saw this little play he bought that property which was the elephant man and then he started it himself with Carol Shelley and I was 
there with Shelley, um, Charles Shelley, um, who won the Tony Award. I understudied her and then took uh, the lead over in the national tour with Bowie. And he was the sweetest guy, Ed. I mean, there was no uh, star um, the star quality, absolutely. You wa- he walked in, in a room and you knew the energy changed. Mm-hmm. But it was always a wonderful, uh, a great energy because he embraced everyone with his warmth and with his great good sense of humor and his sweetness. I mean, I remember I met Conan O'Brien uh, an intermission. I walked <laughs> at the Geffen Theater. I had performed Significant Other, which was a Broadway play at mm-hmm. the Geffen four years ago before the COVID crush killed so many of us mm. uh, spiritually, emotionally, and, and physically with the loss of so many of them, uh, our dearly beloveds. And um, so I walked up to Mr. O'Brien and I said, Hi, my name is Consetta Tomei, I said, and I I just wanted to say that, you know, I worked with David Bowie, and you had done, uh, you did a spot on your show in honor of Bowie and his memory, and I remember the words you used, and you said he was a sweet man, and I never forgot that, Mr. O'Brien, and he said, oh, well, thank you, he said, but he was, I said, no, and, and that's, you nailed it, I said, because I worked with him for three months. You know, and the Elephant Man, mm-hmm. we rehearsed in New York, although I had been in the show for six months on Broadway. Then we rehearsed in San Francisco. We played Chicago. We played Denver. And I'll tell you, he signed everybody's autograph at everybody. You know, when you leave the, the alleyway, the stage door, and there's barricades on either side mm-hmm. going to, um, he had a limo, going to the um, the street, he would he would sign the playbills left, right, left, and all the way down till he got to the car, you know, to take him home mm-hmm. or out with friends or whatever in Chicago. I just marveled at that. He took the time, and that's what, and, and he also took the time on stage to make a moment happen. Mm-hmm. And he was a, um, a consummate actor and uh, just a really good good-hearted soul. It was such a loss when I had read that he had passed away, because I remember being 33 years of age when I was doing uh, Mrs. Kendall, and he was 32. And the sweet thing about him, when we did opening night of The Elephant Man in Chicago, my mom and dad had come from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. That's where I was raised in the Midwest, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, just right between Milwaukee and Chicago. So my mom and dad came, and it was a blizzard. Of course, it was always a blizzard. <laughs> when was it not a blizzard yep. from, you know, from um, October to even into March? So he was standing with a group of reporters at the Ambassador East because that's where we had this party after the opening night. And he was standing with all these Chicago reporters, Irv Cups in it, you name mm-hmm. them, at that time. Mm-hmm. People that have long gone great, great um uh, journalists, and um, I walked to that group of journalists, and I said, "David," and and he turned around. And he said, "Yes, love," and I said, "I I don't want to bother you." I said, "But if you have a moment," I said, "Could you please come and meet my mom and dad?" And he said, "Oh, absolutely." He turned on his heel, left ten reporters. Wow. I'll be back, guys. And he came back, and he sat with my mother and father, didn't just stand there above them, 
he sat down at the table with my mom and dad and myself, because I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, my mother never forgot it, because she said, Holly, my middle name, Mm -hmm. all my pals in Wisconsin and Michigan call me Holly. Um, She said, Holly, do you remember what David Bowie said to me before Daddy and I left after the party? And I said, no. He put his hand over my mother's hand, Ed, and he said, now you be very careful going home because it's a blizzard out there. So you be very careful driving going home. My mother never forgot that that wonderful moment from David Bowie. It was always it was always about other people, mm-hmm. not about him. And in fact, sometimes you got when you saw him in Leno, or if you saw him in any show, he was almost he had a wonderful laugh mm-hmm. and came from the gut, came from the heart. Wonderful sense of humor, and of course, he was a genius at what he did. There's no doubt in my mind. One of the last things he did before he passed, he did an episode of Ricky Gervais's. Yes. Yes. Saw that. Hilarious. Oh, I burst into tears when I saw that. Hilarious. Face. And he was so natural. Yep. And so sweet. Mm-hmm. It was almost, you know, it's amazing when he was interviewing all these things before. It was almost like he was embarrassed because people would just go on and on and <laughs> on about his brilliance and about his, you know, his music and his acting. And he was, uh, uh, you know, all consumed with what he did and he loved what he did. But he always was just the guy next door. Yep. He treated you like he lived next to you, and you could just go out and have a beer with him, and I did. <laughs> um, you know, I had a glass of wine, and yes. no, he would just sit there with, you know, some of the crew and the cast in San Francisco, and we would, you know, have a glass of wine after rehearsal, and it was so wonderful, the humanity about the guy, and he put it right into his work. It went from where he came from and where he was about to go, and I'm sure... He's entertaining those, you know, on the other side, because I believe there is life after life. I believe that, too, but that's another conversation. That Um, is another conversation. Um, Sweet David is up there singing his tunes, and it's so funny because Ricky Gervais, you know, he, on one of his specials, did you hear one of the things when, but he said, when, he said, could you please write me a, a song? And and David Bowie, and I don't want to say what he said, he said, are you crazy? He said, what do you mean? You, you think that's just what I do, just whip up songs yeah. the next day? And he said, well, just, yeah, if you could, if you do that. You know, Ricky Gervais is also, you know, uh, one of a kind as well. Yes. And apparently he did. That's what he, that's what he did in that episode. And it's if, if you haven't seen it, Google Dave, David Bowie extras, and you know what uh, a consent. So is that the one at the piano at the yes. thing about Fat Boy? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yep. Oh, Pudgy Boy. With, oh, with, with the pug nose face. Yes, with the pug nose face. And you know what? He said he brought him on stage. Gervais said when Bowie, he said, I was watching in the wings, and Bowie brought, brought him on stage. He was watching his show. And that's what gave Gervais a huge step on that mm-hmm. ladder mm-hmm. of fame. I mean, he had his own talents and his own gifts, but he always attributed, you know, that Bowie brought him on stage <laughs> and did that little, he said, you have to meet, you know, the, with the pug nose, or the piggy nose, or yeah, the pug nose. Pug nose. Oh, it's hysterical. I did see that. Yes. And I just happened to watch extras, and then all of a sudden there was the episode with Bowie, and I thought, ah, oh, what a wonderful gift that was. 
We're having a wonderful time talking to Conceda Tomei, star of Providence, star of China Beach. Conceda's sharing a few memories of working with uh, David Bowie, Kevin Klein, some of her other leading men, leading ladies. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I know. I know what I want to ask you. You mentioned your background growing up in Wisconsin, and you mentioned um, you, you mentioned the time that Bowie went out of his way to talk to your mom and your dad. Your dad, I understand, he made his living as a police officer, but he was also an accomplished artist in his own right. Did the creative drive that 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 has fueled you as a performer? Do you think you may have gotten some of that from your dad? I got all of that from my father. All of it. And uh, that sensitivity that he had uh, as a man, Mm -hmm. you know, you looked at him and he looked, he was, his people were from Rome, so he looked like a gladiator. And, um, uh, but he had that sensitivity. And so all of that creative sensitivity, he was a wonderful artist, as you say. And um, he did, uh, uh, all of his paintings were quite wonderful, and he did one of Mother Teresa, who, whom he re- adored and respected and admired, and he did two of them. And so I worked with Martin Sheen to try to raise money for the Latino workers in Malibu. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, well, Hank, why don't you donate one of the pictures for this? And he said, no, I want them only for Holly. <laughs> <laughs> my mother won, and so we auctioned off one of my father's paintings of Mother Teresa, there were only two, one smiling, one serious. Mm-hmm. I had the serious. And Martin Sheen, who is also a devotee mm-hmm. uh, of Mother Teresa, also a Roman Catholic, um, like my family and myself, uh, he bought the Mother Teresa, the smiling Mother Oh, wow. And so um, Sheen uh, owns it. So it was um, quite one. And my dad wrote poetry and wrote songs. And, you know, and I think... The reason, I, I mean, that uh, that creative gene is very, very, you know, strong in me. And there was two sides I saw from my dad. You know, he was not a tough cop. You know, they, the top cops get such a horrific rap mm-hmm. uh, without anyone knowing the facts. And I really take umbrage with that because there's a lot of men out there that are and women that are risking their lives for people day in and day out. And we don't even know who these unsung heroes are, until, of course, it's on the news and this horrific thing has happened and they've lost their lives, not only the victims, but the cops. But my dad was a good cop because mm-hmm. he had a good heart, and he was a cop for 35 years in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and protected that city. And he did believe to protect and to serve, but all peoples, all people of color, mm-hmm. not just some people of color like whites, so, I mean, if my dad, and there were there were times there were, you know, there were people of color and, and whites that would get into arguments or it was, uh, there was a lot of home violence and domestic violence and whatever. And my dad would bring everybody in. Conceda Tomei is on the line with us. Conceda Tomei, star of China Beach. Take a quick time out. We'll talk some more with Conceda when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at 
TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.